Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. It's Tim Heidecker, and you are listening to Hey Fan. Enjoy your morning. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name's Andrew Levins. Hey, my name's Angus. Hey, what happened there? There's some freaky. Fr- it is Friday, actually. It's it some freaky, freaky Friday. Friday. No, my name is Angus Trusco. My name's Andrew Levins, and this is Hey Fam, the podcast about two boys who uh, like their toys and <laughs> like to make some noise. That's 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 perfect. That's actually good. That's actually really Why good. Why did we ever start with that? Um, we're currently recording in our favorite sports bar, which I can see. I now know it's called. It's just called Sports Bar and Grill. How good is that? This and place then, is literally called Sports Bar and Grill. Now, I'm not sure if this is a design choice or an actual... They've curated all the, the ratings out there, but then it's got four stars underneath it. Yeah, it was, they didn't even think in the design way just to give themselves five stars. They're just like, you know, we are what we are. Four now, stars. No, we've always said we won't do advertising, <laughs> but I just think we need to read out this banquet menu here because it's pretty damn well, amazing. Well, I did just record the last... Um, last episode of my food podcast, The Mitchin. Oh. So maybe we can start doing food content and Hey Fam well, too. There's a whole new like avenue of food based, a Sydney food based podcast that window that you finally opened That's for us. <laughs> Let's just, is this why you quit The Mitchin? Yeah, so we can finally talk. Do it Thank for the you. Fam. You know I've been wanting to talk about food. Look at this. It's $65 and you can upsize it to 80 I'm, I'm assuming that means. Oh, we'll, get to, we'll get to the upsize. Uh, so you've got a schnitzel, you've got a pork rib half rack, wings half a kilo. Chip salad, and then this is great. You quench your thirst with a two-liter beer tube. I reckon that must be the upsize. What do you reckon the upsize is? It's two schnitzels, a full rack of ribs, full rack, full kilo one wings, kilo, double chips, and double no salad. salad. <laughs> no salad. <laughs> no salad. I think that's and the then three liter beer, beer tube. Yeah, yeah, just intravenously connected to your mouth. Maybe for our hundredth episode, which is, is, is coming close. We'll come and what do the banquet. Uh, Seven. No one knows. No one knows. No, no one knows except everyone listening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's the so canon. weird. I listen to so many podcasts that are like, hey, and welcome to the 171st episode of blah, blah, blah. You know we what? Don't know. We don't know. We, we, we skip numbers when we feel like we it. We skip numbers. We live life on the edge. We're, uh, the canon, the HeyFam canon is a very messy, grey canon. That's what I'm proud of. Uh, I can't wait for Disney to buy HeyFam, though, and completely erase all the uh, expanded universe stories <laughs> we've come up with in the years. The I reckon the live fam. show will be the first to go. Yeah, it's out uh, of here. The bonus episodes will go. It's all the Entourage references, gone. gone. Yeah, gone. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, hey, let's kick it off. Speaking of Disney and rebranding, uh, getting rid of entire... Extended universes. Years worth of extended universes and expanded universes and uh, tightening the canon is, uh, is what George would like to call it if he still owned it, mm-hmm. is the big news that uh, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars Episode Eight finally has a title. We don't have to call it Episode Eight anymore. This is huge. Um, it was announced bizarrely, like I think 4am on a Monday morning. I happened to be up at the time because my cat had uh, knocked everything down in my bedroom demanding to be fed. <laughs> and I rolled over to check the time. And as we uh, millennials do, we don't just check the time on our phone. We also check Facebook. We... You know, we put a dog... Check catchofthedaycomau Check See so what the good deals are. Put a dog f- uh, filter on us. Uh, you know, whatever. We, 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 we sell some things on eBay. We text some strangers from Gumtree. And we swipe right a few times. But during my two minutes of browsing, I happened across uh, a little app called Facebook. And I tell you what, this is the, uh, the news bubble that um, the election has taught us about. Because my entire feed was f- uh, full only with the announcement that Star Wars Episode Eight has now got a title. Uh, Levens, I'd love for you to have the honour to say the title. It's called The Last Jedi. It is. And I thought you were going to make a joke there for no. trying to say something about Tommy Dasolo memes. Seriously. My joke is going to be, uh, that means I think Episode Nine is just going to be called Psych. That'd be pretty good. Psych, there are heaps of them. 
We um, gotcha. We gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, just gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah, The Last Jedi. Um, it's very. It's pretty much identical to the um, when the Force Awakens title was announced. Uh, photo. Sorry, the poster is just the stars from the uh, opening crawl. The stars from the wars. From the war. Yeah, from the, the stars that will be fighting with one another, or have perhaps already fought battles. Uh, with the two words Star and Wars with a space in the middle. Unprecedented. But this time, uh, Star Wars is in red, not yellow, uh, which we've only seen in uh, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, in the marketing, not in the films themselves, but uh, as somebody pointed out, uh, all the Clone Wars episodes of the animated Clone Wars 3D series who feature Darth Maul. Oh, right. I think it's got nothing to do with that, but I just thought I'd throw that out there so I get all the crazy... So Darth Maul is Snoke? Uh, I mean, look, stupider theories have been said. But yeah, The Last Jedi. I mean, for my quick hot take on it, it, it breaks with tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the even I think to The Force Awakens, the, 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 the trilogies merit themselves in a way. These titles are quite similar. Episode 1, Phantom Menace. Episode 4, A New Hope. You know, one's kind of the dark, one's kind of the light. The Force Awakens, another three words with something being hidden or shown, then Empire Strikes Back, quite similar to Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. just kind of reverses one another, and the most obvious being Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, but this kind of breaks with that. I mean, this is nothing like the Empire Strikes Back or Attack of the Clones, both four-worded titles, so I'm kind of glad that this showing that, you know, the, uh, the poetry, which George was very proud about, and the, the ring theory, which some losers really love, <laughs> is kind of just, no, it's a fresh original story. Ho- well, you know, freshish, and it's a new direction. It's, it's kind of clean, it's minimalist, and The Last Jedi, I'm pretty sure, is referenced in the opening crawl to episode seven. Because Luke is the last Jedi? Well, Jedi is also plural, and this has been a big point of contention. Oh, uh, right. Jedi, you know, Return of the Jedi doesn't just mean Luke Skywalker, he's returned from the Empire Strikes Back. It's, you know, Anakin famously comes back to the light side. I mean, the Jedi themselves are back, and it could mean the last Jedi. The, the, the last Jedi, there could be 4,000 last Jedi for all we know, but I'm thinking it refers specifically to Luke Skywalker, which would mean, I guess. It's the second Star Wars film named after him. I like to think he is a new hope. Sure. I mean, Luke's kind of hogging the titles, if that's so. What are your thoughts? What do you think? Well, yeah, I, I guess I, I was being very, very single-minded. I was thinking that, w- that it was referring to one one or both, one, like either Rey mm-hmm. or Luke. And maybe, oh, look, I was there maybe, once too. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, Han dies in Force Awakens. Luke dies in uh, The Last Jedi. And then maybe... Well, was Ray the last Jedi? Then. Maybe is that, that what you yeah, yeah. Meant? And then maybe the, pl- the plan was for uh, for Leia to die in Episode Nine. I mean, do you think that this theory now is maybe your theory is on ice just because of the fact that Carrie has sadly passed and they're like, shit, we need to have an original trilogy character for I don't know as a token of good luck or a token of winning the old fans over in all of these movies. Like, we just can't kill them like that. I yeah, mean, totally. I think it would make sense though for them to at least have that final movie not not leaning on the original trilogy I really think the torch does have to be passed at some stage Uh, I mean you know Luke besides his two seconds of baby footage in episode three he's not in all of the saga so far either I mean Mm. to be honest Darth Vader basically is the only character who is in all of them and he's a helmet in episode seven so maybe it just needs to be Anakin Skywalker in them all I don't know that would be kind of cool what what about a buddy cop like final movie with like Rey and then like force Qui-Gon that's what I want. That's what I like. Force taken, Yoda? Yeah, Taken with uh, Ray gets Taken and then Force uh, Qui-Gon is just basically Liam Neeson in Taken and just has to get her back. Look, yeah, the episode um, four, sorry, episode seven title is uh, opening crawl. So Luke Skywalker has vanished in his absence. The Sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire and will not rest until Skywalker, comma, the last Jedi has been destroyed. So, I mean, you know, very literally speaking, it is the last Jedi. This has got to be his tale, right? It's his tale. He wasn't in that last movie until the last last second. Exactly. This is his tale. And you know, if it does refer to Luke Skywalker, I'm pumped. But it's also cool if it works in a double, double speak sense. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's uh, the last. Maybe it's uh, a bit clever. What if they What if they reveal that uh, Rey is more than a Jedi? She's something new. I'd be into it. I mean, this is this is an interesting point of contention because so far, uh, the Force users we've seen in Star Wars. In the, in the film series, the, the, the episodes are either Jedi or Sith. But then in episode seven, we're introduced to this new thing, the Knights of Ren, who Kylo Ren obviously has the Force. We don't know if the other Knights of Ren do, mm. but it, it, it kind of reinforces the fact that you can use the Force, but the Jedi way of using the Force is 
a, a particular dogma, as is the Sith way, and the Knights of Ren might have a completely different point of view. I mean, the Sith was very... There was two at a time. You know, it was very yep. selfish, whereas the Knights of Ren, we've seen in the flashback, there's already, like, eight of them or something like that. So, already quite different. And then we've also seen in Rogue One someone like Chirrut, who it's still kind of up in the air whether this guy is a Force user or not, whether the Force just kind of guided him as he was somebody who protected the Kyber Temple. But it is... I think it's cool to what you say. It's completely plausible. Like it's not just Jedi. You don't. And then the Clone Wars series shows uh, the Night Sisters, which are this um, matriarchal planet uh, where Darth Maul was born. So women run the planet, uh, or Dathomir, and they use the Force, but they use it as like a magic, like a like kind of witches. Like they don't use it as Jedi or Sith. It's awesome. It's kind of a different version of people using the Force. And I, I, I love that idea. I think the Force can be whatever it wants and people can use it in a particular way and then subscribe to that theory. Can we just give a shout-out to the words Jedi and Sith for being the best made-up words of all time? Just Jedi is such, Jedi a, is such a good word. Jedi like, especially. Like, Sith's fine. We all know what it means. Like, you yeah. can say, I'm a Jedi. Like, that person's a Jedi and you know that they're the best at what they do. I, think it, I reckon an award for the best best made-up word of George all time. George Lucas, we'd like to uh, invite you along to the, the best 2017 HeyFam Awards and we, you've got the nomination now and you look like the... The um the pick the crowd we're pick. actually we're actually holding the awards at, at, in an Adelaide food court. <laughs> it's um BYO uh, after three pm Chinese food. It's usually five to three to five dollars at that time, um, and a diet coke I think was the other uh, the, the dietary requirement. But we'll be there. Um, you know you can take home the golden honey chicken if you win the prize. <laughs> It'll be we'll, we'll 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 yeah gold plate it for you. Do you know after like a decade of not having it, I've had honey chicken twice in the last week. Wow. What 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 um small parts of Australia? What regional Australian <laughs> so towns I, I, are you in? I went to go see Moana. Okay. Um, oh yeah. On uh, on Tuesday, I took I took my son Archie and my wife came too, Bianca, um, and uh, we were running late. Sure. And uh, as we ran up to the uh, up to the uh, up to the shop. Now, why were you running late? What was the uh, story there? Come on. Uh, just because having two kids and trying to get anywhere, life. you were just yeah exactly. Life, so the friends life theme song. got in the way. The friends theme song essentially. Let's yeah, do the friends clap on three. One, two. I'll be there for you. So no one told you that it was going to be this way. You just, you just got that late. My job is a joke. <laughs> You're not broke. <laughs> Your love life's pretty great. Yeah. Well, that's for you to say. I mean, you've it's got fine. two kids. It's, it's good. It's, good. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so I was in a hurry and there, there was a place selling bento boxes. It mm. looked Japanese. I was like, hell yeah, I'll just get two quick bento boxes. We can eat them in the cinema. Now, is this so to take into the cinema? Yeah, sure. like, like real schmucks. Which, which is risky too because, I mean, that... A bento box, I imagine, is a food that doesn't lend itself to being easily consumed well, in the cinema because it's dark. And Bianca got very upset when she realised that I planned to eat them in the cinema. Oh, and then I, but then I realised that we were 10 minutes ahead of time. Oh, great. So we were able to sit outside the cinema. But now, within these things, it was like, there was like, you know, some cabbage and some, um, uh, you know, deep fried pork, some katsu. Yeah. There was like some all Japanese stuff. And then for no reason, in one of the corners was honey chicken. Shout out to Japanese with perhaps another, like Jedi and Sith, another amazing food. Maybe one of the best in the world could be nominated at the end of this HeyFam uh, Sick, this uh, this year, honey chicken making a comeback comeback food of twenty. No, I don't know. 20, no, what, it sucks. Honey what, chicken absolutely. What sucks. region of Japan did the honey chicken originate? <laughs> do you think is that a is that an um, Edo era of Japan? Uh, and then the day before, I um I just had it randomly. There was a, a like a uh, a, play, a a really really cheap like um. Chinese buffet mm-hmm. and, and I was like fuck yeah <laughs> I just smashed a bunch of honey chicken now is this at a food court with George yeah, Lucas uh, no was, he could well have been there yeah, yeah. but while I was there I was eating my shitty Chinese buffet uh-huh. and um, uh, I was reading comics yeah. for serious issues and someone gave me a religious paraphernalia comic aka you were living called like, like Fair Dinkum and it's like the uh, like oh, a, an interpretation you... of, of, of the book of James I saw you post that I didn't realise that was a um Somebody handing it yeah, to you? Yeah, someone straight gave it to me. We, we reviewed it on Serious Issues That's this week. Amazing. If you want to hear me review a, a, a weirdly Christian comic, go re- listen to that. But anyway. So do you think this person carries around paraphernalia in all different types of media? Like you'll see a millennial well, yeah, her, and it'll be her, a Snapchat her filter. Her son or had, 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 had produced it. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Pretty weird. So do you think like, yeah, that's incredible. And just saw you reading comics and put away the traditional adult-oriented paraphernalia and went, no, we're going to give him the comic book. Yeah, oh, That's exactly. amazing. Yeah. Um, what was worse, the paraphernalia or the honey chicken? Definitely the honey chicken. I was really? actually, actually quite surprised by how good the paraphernalia <laughs> I was. I noticed you wearing a cross around your neck today. <laughs> I, I didn't want to ask if the conversion was that quick, but congratulations. Oh, God is good. Uh, <laughs> honey chicken. Oh, yeah, Moana. Oh, yeah. yeah so, so, anyway, yeah, Star Wars. Boom. Star Wars title's out. Star- um, 
That's it. End, yeah. of, end of the Star Wars chat. Star Wars, Star Wars titles out. It's called The Last Jedi. Um, I also, the last time I would have honey chicken in 2017. Possibly ever. Who knows? Ever. Yeah, um, I haven't had it for years. And, uh, it's and like very doughy. It like reminds me of just like donuts. It's like impenetrable to eat. It's like, just thick, thick dough with so, a bit of chicken in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And like the, the chicken is really overcooked. And the sweetness like literally hurts my mouth. It's sticky. It's like, whack. It's not a good food. Oh, this one I want to ask you. Where do you stand on dining in cinemas? It sounds like Bianca, your wife, is not a big fan at all. Uh, what culinary rules do you think apply in the dark cinema? As long as it doesn't rustle, I'm fine with it. I don't yeah. care about stinking up the... Oh, and if it's too stinky, maybe. I think... This is pretty, un- pretty like bland, I think I've white gone on food a- court, Japanese... Ben- well, it wasn't even fucking Japanese. It wasn't Japanese. that bad. Yeah, it wasn't, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't potentially pungent. I've definitely but, uh, gone on a rant to an ex-girlfriend or perhaps current girlfriend about how much I think the entire candy bar needs to be rethought and perhaps via a crowd-sourced means, but most of the food they sell is audibly loud. I mean, you've got boxes of Maltesers. I mean, the, the law of physics say you've that these things are going Maltesers are such a cinema food, though. But At least they're in a box and not a packet. There should be a tube, maybe, like the beer tube or something. You know, <laughs> A two-liter Malteser tube. Yeah, or you've got the packets of chips, and they're made out of aluminium foil. Everything is so loud. Um, it just I get very irritated. Top three cinema snacks, go. You and me sneaking beers into Batman Be- films? Yeah, beers number one. Beers number one. Um, popcorn's a classic. I mean, it's 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 the best. I mean, it's soft to pick up. You can't mm-hmm. really hear it. That's yep. the beauty of that puffed corn. It's not that crunchy when you chew it. It's crunchy enough, but only in a sense where you can hear it, not oh, the person next to you. I would agree with both of these so far. Yeah, so beer and popcorn. And look, I reckon, depending on what takes your fancy... A leg of ham. A leg of ham. Oh, you were going to say leg of ham? Look, I was going to say a uh, choc top, but <laughs> choc top, I guess my man's leg of ham. Is this... Carved or pre-carved? I just bring in my carver and my, yeah, like a knife and sure. the, on those guess, big weird forky things. Yeah, I guess in gold class that could fly. I don't know. I wouldn't. It doesn't smell that bad either. No, it Ham's great. not a, one of the smelliest, not the smelliest of meats. Uh, so I saw Moana <laughs> on Tuesday, the latest Disney movie. And um, you saved your marriage because you ate the food outside. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, fantastic. I took, um, I took my, my son's third movie. So, so far he's seen half of Zootopia mm-hmm. in the movies. Sure. Uh, all of Finding Dory, yep. although it took my entire family having him on their lap for the most of that movie for him to sit through the entirety of it. And he like sat musical chairs, was it? Just yeah, like yeah. Like go to this one. You were him for a while. How many people did you have to take for him to kind of... Seven. So like grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like sisters, yeah. Um, sure. Uh, and then uh, just this week we did Moana, the latest sure. Disney movie. Um, is and it the first time I think they, in a while, released two in one year? I think Zootopia came out this yeah, year. Yeah, well, it was the first time that Disney's ever done, like, ever done a, a main animation, like two, two animation yeah, which is in one, s- same year. Funny because Pixar did the same thing the year before. So we're going to be talking about Disney versus Pixar. Yeah. But first, everyone's going to know. Uh, potential, I'm dying to know. I've been wanting to see co host of HeyFam. Uh, did Archie make it through? Moana, yes, he did, fam. So he did, but the Good it, Boy Award, the Hey Fam, twenty seventeen Good Boy Award. Forty five minutes in, he, this is it was not an appealing movie to him at, in any way at all. Oh. I purposely got the last row in the cinema, okay. knowing that like his for him like crack for him is being given my phone. I'm going have at it, Archie. Sure, what, just go look on all these dumb apps. Play yeah. lap, play lap, um, and so lap. destroying the minds of children around the world. So I had heaps of snacks. I was ready for, and he like he he, enjo- he enjoyed most of it. The monsters were like actually kind of good because he would get scared and then want to sit on my lap or like That's you know look away and cuddle into me. But that was good. That meant he was like you know taking in the movie. So the parenting takeaway I'm getting here is scare your child a lot if you yep. want it to behave. Scare well. him straight. Got uh, it. Writing it down now. Uh, and then. Uh, but towards the end, like, like movies are long, and I don't think that's the biggest thing that he doesn't understand. And what's a Moana? I mean, Disney movies, I guess, aren't like. I think it would have been like one hour forty. Um, yeah, that's that's a modestly longer than average film, and we're going to call so an average movie eighty four minutes. So an, an, an hour away, other way in, he's turning to me, going, "Mommy, Daddy, is it finished? Is the movie finished?" Which is a much better uh, thing to do than when uh, when he saw Zootopia and half an hour into it started saying, "Not this, not this, Pepper, yeah. Pepper." He's evolved. He's evolved. <laughs> he's definitely evolved. So I think he's definitely ready to watch. Lego Batman when it comes out and I reckon he'll be stoked to watch the entirety of that and the good thing about that is the stupid Australian film industry has pushed that movie back by like two months yeah, so, so he'll be he, even he, older exactly <laughs> uh, but, uh, which we haven't spoken about let's talk about that later as well that's fucking ridiculous it's so I think stupid. we have I'm happy to talk about it again I'm happy again. to talk about it again it's too real shit um, for those that don't know the Australian uh, movie board uh, because Village Roadshow produ- had, a, had a stake in the production of Lego yeah. Batman and they also run a considerable amount of cinemas in, Decided in Australia. Decided to delay the movie by eight weeks and the last time they did this uh, for an animated film was, uh, the was a Lego movie. film and that movie was the most pirated film of that year in Australia. They lost millions they and they've spoken millions. about what a mistake that was but now they're doing it again for Lego and they're Batman doing it again. and they're doing it by l- more time. Yeah. Um, are you 
suggesting but not suggesting that people download it as a fuck you to village? No. I mean, not really. I can't, I, can't, I want that movie to do really well, even here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just baffling. That oh, sorry. It is if it's good, I want that movie to sure. do really well. <laughs> it's just baffling that that's a decision that's made. Stupid. Like, I don't understand. That's a huge tempo film. Uh, I know that they like to delay these things for school holidays, I guess. Village Roadshow are a fucking remnant, though. You know what I mean? They're the kind of people that rely on APRA payments if they're if they a band. Yeah. Like yeah. These really outdated things that were massive in yeah, the yeah, 80s. Yeah. It's just, yeah. They are the APRA. Stop fucking waiting for school holidays. Like, if the movie's successful, kids will still see it in the school yeah. holidays. Look, Village Roadshow, uh, it's, it's the 90s again, and someone's uncle on a business trip is going to bring back a Super Nintendo for us <laughs> a year before it comes out in yeah, Australia. Yeah, my, my cousins are going to go to Bali and bring yeah. back the pirated DVD. Remember, that was like the primary source yeah, of, yeah. I of remember pirated people, movies. I remember like Ocean's Eleven-esque operations where families would go to Bali with those big, big... Uh, CD wallets yep. and just come back with like 400 movies and it was like the whole trip was they'd crunch the numbers they're like look Kmart selling the Matrix for this much uh, little blah blah in Bali selling it this much let's let's put that's our a, money into a, this and that's a typical Balinese name no I meant blah, the shop blah. I was like J, K, JB oh, and, sure. no I was like J-blah. little yeah, yeah some, some Balinese version of JB Hi-Fi um, when I was first on FBI um, and with, with Scott Dooley from mm-hmm. Greenlight Boys gotta give a shout out Greenlight Boys so is back baby yeah, we're back. Uh, we have an episode up uh, this week, perhaps the same time that this is out. But when me and Dawes were little freshies, they were talking like 12 years ago, uh, wow. one of my suggestions, because we were actually meant to host breakfast together on FBI, like back, like way back before FBI even went on air, which is a, a radio station in Sydney. Um, and uh, I suggested for a segment... Um, this is right. I remember this. I, remember I had like a bunch this. of like, you know, pirated DVDs from Bali, and um, I would read out the blurb which was always incredibly incorrect and he had to guess the film. what that movie was based off the blurb yeah anyway, great, it's a great, concept. great concept unfortunately we never we never did that together maybe like when we're old we, yeah. can, we can host a breakfast yeah yeah when I die <laughs> or I can just take over Greenlight Boys that's what I was going to say yeah, when yeah. I, you can jump well, you, in because well, well, Archie's going to replace you here and then yeah. I'll replace you on Greenlight Boys I did, it makes sense so, <laughs> Archie and my ghost will host HeyFam <laughs> and you and Dools can do Greenlight Boys Perfect. and they're both going to be about cooking because you've just finished uh, doing the mission yep this is great Moana, everybody. Moana. The latest movie from Disney. Marijuana. The big movie <laughs> from Disney. Uh, it's fucking great. It's so good. Um, now, I believe some Sydney... Uh, not Sydney, sorry. I was going to say Disney, but it's almost the same word. Um, wow, make you think. Yeah, make me think. Uh, Mike Beds to can't... You know, don't touch my Disney. Oh, wait, that dates this, doesn't he? He's not premiere anymore. I don't know. With Gladys. What's up, Gladys, if you're listening? Let's, get a, let's, let's start this off on the right foot, shall we? Uh, I wonder if she listens. Um, let's find out. Um, Gladys, whatever your last name is, new mayor of Sydney. Email us. Premier of New South Wales. What did you say? I said mayor of Sydney. Mayor, no, mayor of Clover. Disney. Clover's a, we know Clover listens. Yeah. We know Clover more listens. Um, now, this is some Sydney... No, fuck, I did it again. This is some, <laughs> this is some Disney pedigree that who's directing this. Am I right? I think it's some people yeah, who did like... it's the dudes who did Little Mermaid and um, Aladdin. Aladdin. And, and then Treasure the Planet. Frog. And Princess and the Frog. Before Princess all that, the they did one of my favourite... Underdog Disney movies that they didn't like the the dark part of the eighties. No, Black Cauldron, no. Basil the Great, oh, Mouse, Basil the Great Detective. Mouse Detective. Sure, that was sure. their first Disney. That movie. was like late eighties, wasn't it? Uh, Mid eighties. Mid eighties. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I remember Basil the Great Mouse. So these guys have been around the the traps, so to speak. I mean, I think Aladdin still might be my favorite Disney movie. Right. Um, sure. I watched that every day as a kid. I had the VHS, saw the movies a bunch of times. I still think it's got some of the most exciting Disney sequences, like Aladdin on the magic carpet getting out of the cave with the lava and like. Robin Williams obviously pulling out for Robin. Well, man, from from a strictly action scene point of view, like mm. the scenes in Moana are, are crazy good, like really breathtaking final fights and uh, lots of incredible like landscapes and and like sailing. The trailer reminded me a lot of beautiful. the Wind Waker in that's parts. A, that's the first thing I thought. Now, yeah. that, worth noting too, it has um, esteemed hey fam hey god. fam token yep. god. Uh, yeah, the rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson. How is he? He's so good in it, and it, it, the music in this is is excellent. It's written by Lin Manuel, who did um, I, don't, I never remember his last name, but he did Hamilton. Sure. And then um, sure. I've been reading so many articles about those two working together, and The Rock sings the best song in this, and sings and raps on the best song in this. And what, is there anything he can't do? He's going to be president. It's such a good song. You mark it's my called words. You're welcome. You should go see this movie this weekend. Uh, I think I'm you'll, dying you'll to lose see it. I think I will see it. it. I think I'll see it Sunday. Um, but uh, Lin Manuel in to to like prep prepare for writing a song for The Rock, mm. he went 
like when The Rock was a wrestler, mm-hmm. he used to taunt his the people he was wrestling against oh, I'm by familiar. singing songs on an acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah I remember this. And yeah, there's yeah. A, a mega cut of all the songs. And so Lin-Manuel listened to that to find out what his range would be. That's incredible. And then wrote a song accordingly. How cool is that? See that, kids? Try to find something that you love as a job and then you will <laughs> never work a day in your life. That's um, amazing. It's so good. And his, his song is far and away like the best part of the movie for me. Is it one of the best Disney songs you've heard in Yonks? It's so perfect. Because it reminds Zootopia me a lot of you, songs. Um, uh, Never Had a Friend Like Me. Sure, so super fun, super... It's like the super fun song. There's a lot of... There's a, there's a ballad one which is brilliant too. Disney haven't done a musical since Frozen, I believe, like in terms of the Disney animation. That's right, Zootopia yeah. wasn't one. And Zootopia no. wasn't, Big Hero 6 wasn't no. one, um, and Wreck-It Ralph wasn't. No, so you were mentioning all these great movies. Mm. Moana... Undisputed, like classic. In fact, all of those movies from Wreck It Ralph to Frozen. Oh, I haven't seen Tangled. I was going to say, start from Tangled. Tangled was great. Quentin Tarantino put in his top five movies of. Was it 2011? Was Tangled? Around right about that year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Top five movies of the year. And I think a lot of people count that as like the rebirth of Disney animation. That's when John Lasseter, I think, stepped in. Right. Uh, Pixar's John Lasseter is, kind of became the head of. Not only Pixar, but the head of Disney Animation Studios. Yeah, but I think he's been giving all the good shit to, to Disney. It's been purposeful because, because I, I Pixar's like, just been doing sequels. Ever well, since Inside then. Out was brilliant, right? Inside Out was brilliant. Good Dinosaur, okay. Yeah, well, it wasn't bad, the Good Dinosaur, but it's also not anywhere near but the Pixar. Toy Story 3. I really like, like Finding Dory. Yeah, but it, not nowhere near the same amount I like. When did Wally come out? Wally was pre- way before. Way, way before. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're right. Inside Out, amazing. But like, that's the only like brilliant. So yeah, Toy Story three, which I would put up the top as well. Mm, Inside Out, I agree. Inside Out's the only one. Like, I didn't like Brave. Oh yeah, Brave didn't. Brave seemed like not a Cars Pixar two, film. and then I'm making Cars three, Monsters University. It's fine, but I never need to watch exactly. again. Exactly. Like, um, and then uh, Finding Dory was fine too for me too. Good I Dinosaur was, than was, fine. was okay. I think out of all of them, besides Inside Out, I've got to say probably I like the Good Dinosaur the most, just because it was fresh IP. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and it looked amazing. So too, was yeah. Brave, but Brave just didn't gel with me at all. Yeah, Brave was a bit boring for me. I mean, I. I Dig the fact I, I like the story about a female who doesn't want to be a princess. I think that's yeah, I think it's cool. really cool. It's just like it's it just really didn't do anything for me. I found it a very kind dull. of small movie too. It was like two sets. It was like the castle, the grounds where she shot the arrow, and the the witch's house. Like I just remember it being a very small feeling film. And it came out the same time as How to Train Your Dragon, uh, which, which is I wasn't a great movie, which I wasn't expecting. And they're quite similar in 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 aesthetic, aesthetic, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a much more exciting. It's and an amazing Dreamwork, movie. Probably DreamWorks best movie. Yeah, I'd say hands down. It's yeah, a beautiful yeah. film. I went yeah. along thinking, oh, this would be okay. What a what a terrific movie! How to dr- make your dragon is those how to train your dragon. How to make your dragon. How to drag on these nuts. <laughs> Uh, that's what my Balinese DVD copy was called. <laughs> was called. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just think it's crazy that like they've full on done a flip. Because like, do you think it's on purpose though? Like, like if you go back 10, 15 years, like Disney was making like Meet the Robinsons and Home Among Chicken the Range Little. and Chicken Little and uh, Home Among the Range. That's not a. Oh, no, you're right. No, that's, right. That's, that was a their last. Movie, that was their last two D animated film, I believe. It was Bolt. after Brother Bear. <laughs> Yeah, wow. And they just couldn't do it because so no one was going to them anymore. stinkers. The late 90s to the early... No, to the mid-2000s. Or basically, no. The 2000s at Disney is dark. Like, that's when they were... You know, people said the 80s was a bad period for Disney. It's not. It's become a cult classic era now. Yeah, but I, I, like from that era is The Princess and the Frog, which I, n- I never it's saw. It's first return to 2D, I remember. That was a big deal. Um, that was like, oh, and it was great because it was... Um, had a woman of color as the princess as a lead, which and I think was I the first time since Jasmine, maybe, or sure, yeah, yeah, something like that. It was a big deal, and it was set in the states, which they'd never done before. It was a fairy tale set in, I think, like eighteen hundreds New Orleans, New Orleans like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was cool. They've always had kind of European vistas, or everything's been quite European centric. Uh, so and fu- that was kind of cool. I fucked up all of these Disney movies were were nine ninety five each on the uh, on iTunes store. A couple sure, weeks ago. I, I saw f- that. I forgot to buy me. any of them. Oh man. I mean, oh yo, these guys also did Hercules, which I think oh, is like Hercules one is of sick. the most underrated. Yeah, watch that movies. again recently. That's so it's so funny. Um, James, James Woods. Woods amazing as Hades. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. And um, uh, is it Danny DeVito as the little yeah, yeah, yeah. demigod who's training him? Yeah, there's a lot. There's some great, great voices in there. In yeah, yeah. Movie. Hercules is sick. Yeah, and it's super funny. Yeah, that was and one the, of the and last the, and the really inspired choices, like that, like the uh, the the Greek chorus being literally yes. like a chorus of. And he used a really kind of off kilter animation style which you haven't really seen since they did like the Jungle Book like 60s kind of style like quite stylized like less realism like Pocahontas and stuff was quite realistic and Mulan uh, Mulan's a great I really like Mulan as well I've never seen Mulan I only watched it recently like last three months it's very Ghibli-esque in its story about like like a woman disguising as a man to go to war to defend her family and it's like quite dark for a Disney film like what about Eddie Murphy as the dragon 
you know, this is pre-donkey. pre donkey, <laughs> and you can pretty much see they DreamWorks said uh, we'll have one of those, <laughs> but he doesn't fuck a dragon. And the funny thing is, he is a dragon. Oh my god! So you could even do he some, fucks himself. Yeah, he, he fucks himself. If Mulan and Shrek were a shared universe. Jesus, ugh, what a world! <laughs> if uh, this might might be one for the mic check boys. Uh, what's the What's the what's the, where, where, where does one end and when where, when does one begin uh, with, with the Shrek Mulan shared universe? <laughs> I mean, they're both fairy tales, and he's from that fairy tale land. I mean, Jesus. Um, yes, they also directed the same guys that did Moana did um, Treasure Planet, which is another one I've never seen. Which same. Is like, it looks at the time it looks like amazing. Michael J. Fox. And yeah. Like you know, it's a take on Treasure Island. It's like Island. a steampunk Treasure Island. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. cringy word now, but it was before deviant art. So I think <laughs> like. Sci- uh, um, sci- what was it? No, steampunk wasn't as cringy then. Yeah, so Moana. I, I mean, the same thing happened when I saw Frozen. I was like, man, I got to go back and watch all the Disney movies. Mm. And like those things are, you know, buying them on iTunes now. That's a long term investment. Because, You're good for life. Well, you know, when my kids are like eight, that's yeah. all they're going to fucking watch. So. Yeah, yeah. Though Bruce Willis did raise an interesting point. Do you remember? Uh, he always does. Remember his Guardian it? article when he wrote an open letter to Apple asking what happens when he dies to his iTunes library. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a few years ago. And whenever one mentions Bruce Willis, the first thing that comes to most people's mind is Die Hard. And then maybe Fifth Element. Like, there's, um, I just go, no, nah, he's he's op-ed about iTunes is <laughs> the number one thing that comes to my mind. Whether Rumor Willis gets his, did, did they write back? Well, Steve Jobs had died. I think it was yeah. too Steve. It was very bad timing on Bruce's behalf. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're tied to you for life. It's amazing, though. You know what? They're only usually fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I know. I know. I know so that. You're going to pay. Bucks. You're right. A bit more. You're right. And you don't want all of them. Angus, you know, I love a bargain. No, 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 this is fucked. You know what they've done now on the iTunes is that they've remade the covers. I know. So they're, they're numbered. That's fucked because like, the collector in me is like, oh, I guess I do want all of them. But you know, and the collector in me had this thought process too, but I was wondering if you buy it, if you've bought it previously, because it's a digital, it's not a tangible physical object, does, does the cover upgrade as time goes on? I think so. So if you download it again on a new Apple device, will it use that new cover? That's pretty, that's a, that's, that's a very make you think... Bruce Willis covered that in his article. Bruce, <laughs> yeah. Bruce Willis actually did um, one in the Examiner this month about iTunes cover art updates, and that's another uh, page turner, I must say. So so far, Moana is the best movie I've seen in 2017. Even is it though the it only came- movie too, though. It is okay. So <laughs> you know, um, Lego Batman, I think, is going to be next. Sure. We, we, we're pretty selective of the movies that we see. If we, get, if we get invited to more of them, I'll, I'll go to. I'll, I'll see any movie if you invite Hell, invite us. We've been promised for years that we're going to get invites to movies. We, we, uh, we generally get invites to the ones we want to see. That's good. But I'm I want to get invited to movies I don't want to see. Well, speaking of films like that, uh, I'm, I think I will be seeing Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage very soon. I'm Pretty very excited. Uh, I mean, Vin, big fan of Vin. Uh, speaking of animated films, great great turn in uh, Iron Giant. Iron Giant's such a good movie. Yeah, There's a, uh, over at King's Comics now, there is a ginormous like $700 Iron Giant statue that Do comes with off? a kid that sits on his... Yeah, but it, 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 oh, what's really appealing is that it's made out of plastic, not that really, really easy to break. Thing, whatever they make fucking statues out of. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's more of like a big figure. That's cool. And it That's lights cool. up and shit. Um, yeah, I'm going to get it. Yeah, I, I hate money. I need to go to the movies a lot more it's this year. It's an investment. Year. Yeah, money. It's an investment. Your kid, you got kids. That's the best excuse. When they're eight years old, that's all they're going to play they're, with. They're, they'll be saying, Dad, can we get the key to take out your Iron Giant out of the, <laughs> out of the security case you keep it in? I, I got a security case to keep my Lego in, by the you way. You do. You yeah, do. I love it. I canon, saw it the other day. Everybody. It's canon. I, I, I came over to, well, you know, celebrate. Christmas, New Year, and hang out Chinese with the kids. But I also came over to take notes and, just, you know, imagine how it'd look in my house. Um, so we spoke about films we love. We think at the moment, five for five, Disney's just turning out better content than Pixar, Walt Disney Animation Studios. It's amazing. And I, I want to know do you think this is completely purposeful? Is this something that John Laster's like? There's only so many good stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, we need to get Disney on track. And this year, you know, it's amazing this year, both Zootopia and Moana have been nominated for Best Animated Film. There's only yeah, five films that get nominated. Totally, right? It's... Two-fifths of them are Disney films. That's amazing. Fucking... And Finding Dory didn't get a nomination. That's wild. So it's the first time a Pixar movie hasn't gotten one, but two Disney movies have in the same year. That's insane. So is it like... What does that mean? Is there, is there l- less trust in Pixar to do original content? Or... I... You and I are Pixar fanboys. Yeah. We stick with them thick and thin. I don't see the cast movies out of... Respect. Respect to, to myself. the other ones. Um, but... We can both admit that this has been an era where they've just been churning out sequels, and it's something that well, Disney I mean, said they weren't really. Dis, sorry, Pixar said they weren't really going to do, um, especially in the pre-Disney purchase, which, which was what early two thousands when Disney actually bought Pixar. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's like every third movie is a sequel. Um, you know, Toy Story two, an amazing sequel. Toy Story three, an incredible sequel. But Finding Dory, one of the better sequels. But do we need like what's happened to the original stories? With Pixar. I mean, I know yeah. we're getting Coco this year, uh, which looks fantastic. About yeah, the Mexican and, Day and, of the and Dead. a big change up from, from what, you know, the extremely white bread Pixar universe we've yeah. seen so far. Completely Latino cast. Uh, themes. Themes. It looks amazing. Yeah. Looks different and it's not a sequel. Like, I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah. Uh, that, that's actually one of my more anticipated movies of the year, for sure. Yeah. I just think, what happened? Like, why did Pixar start producing sequels? Which is fine and better than, like, most films were wishing they were that good, but... It just didn't seem to be great, and Pixar had set the bar high for like eleven consecutive movies that were basically brilliant. I mean, look at look at all of Disney's like this output: Wreck It Ralph, mm-hmm. Frozen, Big Hero Six, Tangled, Big Hero Six, Moana, and Zootopia. Zootopia. They're all sequel- they're all movies that did, did all original that did really really well, mm-hmm. um, and uh, people want sequels for them as well. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's Disney's turn to do like ten years of sequels. Well, just don't do sequels. Like, just do a no sequel policy. Leonardo DiCaprio policy. You know, he, he refuses to do sequels. Really? Yeah, he won't do a sequel. Catch me if you can again. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's uh, the only movie he is. I know. You're it. That could be the sequel to Titanic Two. Yeah, Titanica. <laughs> um, he doesn't do it. You know, the Revenant. The Re Revenant. Well, when we, and we were kids. Disney would do sequels, but they'd be straight to VHS releases. They and this be... is what happened with Toy Story 2. Remember, the big fear was pre-Disney purchase. Um, the Disney owned the rights to the Pixar characters, but Pixar had the rights to the movies. But what that meant was that Disney could do whatever they wanted. And what spurred Pixar on to actually do to Toy Story 2 was that Disney was making a straight-to-video version. And it was about... All the Buzz Lightyear's got recalled. They were broken. And so Buzz went back to Taiwan and the, the toys had to figure out how to go to Taiwan to get him back. That and it sounds con- really fun. It sounds great. It sounds and like the hangover. It, it sounds like <laughs> the hangover. You could see um, Mr. Potato Head walking out with like a dick drawn on his mouth and, you know, funny stuff like that. Any missing, it writes itself. It writes itself. I mean, we'll probably do a live reading of the script. But that the fear of Disney doing straight-to-video versions of Pixar films, is, I think, had a lot to play in the decisions made with Pixar being bought by Disney or saying no we won't do it I don't know it, it's, it's interesting nonetheless yeah so Angus earlier you mentioned that uh, both Zootopia and Moana have been nominated for Academy Awards so the Academy Awards are a prestigious award the I best mean, the, the best it's I, the best I was led the best. To, it's Tinseltown's finest it's when it's when everybody uh, comes out dressed up to the nines and people are awarded for their hard work and good deeds done in the cinematic year that year uh, prior and usually uh, you know People agree with most of the nominations. There will be controversial ones, but I'll tell you what, there's one this year that five days into Trump's presidency that's turning a lot of heads um, and is perhaps very indicative of the times. Arguably the worst movie of 2016. So much so that his director, speaking of op-ed, it wasn't Bruce Willis, wrote a piece this week. (laughs) 
<laughs> the only guy who writes op-eds in Hollywood. Second guy who writes op-eds in Hollywood, um, David Ayer. The we director t- of Suicide Squad. Did we're talking about Suicide Squad, everybody. We're talking about Suicide Squad if you hadn't slit your wrists already <laughs> and you're still listening. Um, he'd written an op-ed about how you'd make the movie differently now and the mistakes. So th- he's apologising for this movie that made millions $700 million, $800 million worldwide. They're still yet to crack a billion, right? Still yet to crack a billy. Um, Rogue One did it in less than a month. (laughs) Rogue One is the highest grossing movie of 2016 and only was out for three weeks in that year. So wild. It's that's that makes me so happy about yeah, the future. Seriously. Um, Besides, I, before they start doing Pixar sequels to Star Wars movies <laughs> about R2D2 getting recalled to Taiwan <laughs> and BB-8 and C-3PO having to rescue them, I would watch the fuck out of that movie though. No, I would. That's not canon. <laughs> that could be a good name for a podcast, isn't it? That's not canon. That's not canon. And it's just like someone like it's me calling out Star Wars things that aren't canon. Perfect. And that's all it is. Like it's you going drunk on a bathroom um, floor every Saturday mind night. Mind reading. Aliens that are gaseous and don't have solid bodies from the book, blah, blah. blah. That's not canon. Suicide Squad winning an Oscar? Oh, not sorry, canon. Nominated for not an Oscar? my canon. Not my canon. That's not my canon. Uh, so, yeah, Suicide Squad got nominated for... Oh, the, the, the open letter he wrote, though. What did he say in it? He was kind of like, he was like I'm oh, sorry I made the bad movie. He was pretty like an apology. Yeah. He, he, was like, he was apologizing for certain aspects of it, that he overlooked certain things and didn't do as good a job as he thought, but he's going to try and correct that with the Gotham City Sirens. Like, could you imagine for Chris some reason Nolan ever writing it. an apology letter for a film that he made? It's just I mean, yeah, but David Ayer and Chris Nolan are very different people. Actually, no, they're not. They both directed DC movies. Both directed right. DC movies, and they both took, had a... Um, they both directed takes of The Joker, which garnered a lot of attention. Some positive, some not so positive. What's interesting also is the last bit, how... This is the bit that really got me, and I think it was him trying to play into a people's emotional space. He said, now, I never graduated high school, and I spent <laughs> my teenage years and early adult, like, painting houses. So this is a dream for me. I'm like, fuck, could you imagine some of the houses he painted if he did so? Like, do they have damage yeah, written above the damaged. fireplace? <laughs> like, if anyone here is li- li- living in a you David Ayer painted house, can you peel back some paint and see if there's damage written above your couch? I don't think you call yourself a house painter when you do that. You're just a tagger. Yeah, yeah, we get a Banksy. We get a David Ayer, you Banksy. Um, um, so yeah, nominated for best makeup. I know, we and can't costume. even. We can't even talk like like we can't even just describe it as we have for the last six months as you know renowned piece of shit Suicide Squad. It's, it's now, now been recognised by the, the Academy. Oscar nominated Suicide Squad. Fucking hell! I mean, not my canon. Not my canon. And look, it's it's. I don't want to even look at what it's up against because it will force me googling it and having to read it on using my precious data <laughs> to read the word suicide followed by the word squad and it's just that's just a sign of the times people you know that's what we're living in right now we're living in a time where suicide squad can get we're getting living in a time where donald trump's trying to get mexico to pay for a war and when suicide squad is nominated for an oscar i mean this is truly which of those two things is worse in your opinion well, judging from today's news, it's looking more likely that Suicide Squad might win an Oscar than Mexico paying for a war, which is good, but also not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good at all. It's not good. Oh. Uh, we're still apparently going to record a commentary episode to our Suicide Squad. For, for yeah, we've been. Uh, it's the number one thing that people keep asking is why don't we just do it? Next time, yeah. Next time we're both as drunk as we were last week, we should do an extremely. Drunk I've still got some of those tall boys left, so we can fire those up. Yeah. If, so one of our one of the predictions that we made last week in our extraordinarily drunk episode, which someone posted on our wall the other day, saying, "I hope Angus got home safe." Uh, jokes on you, buddy. It wasn't my home. So <laughs> You're already home. <laughs> I was already home. I just hope Levin's got home safe. <laughs> um, I fell asleep in the Uber on the way home. That's always fun, isn't it? Great, great dad behavior. That's great. Um, one of our predictions was that. Um, DC will not make a good movie this year. Yeah. And we know that there's going to be strong to it. Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman. We want them to. We just don't think they're capable You've of it. You've got Wonder Woman and no Justice League. That's what I said? No, you said Suicide Squad. Oh, you, can't <laughs> it. you can't get that damaged taste I know, they didn't make that. I've deleted it from my brain already. Lucky you. Um, so yeah, Wonder Woman and, uh, and Justice League. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a little movie coming out apparently next year called The Flash, which has changed well, is it? creative team, <laughs> is it coming directors... Out next year? It's had three directors. Uh, and, uh, and having real trouble with it, so much so that this week it was re- revealed that they actually haven't written the well, script the properly. Been it's been tossed away. It's yeah. been a page one rewrite, which is crazy. So it's they're having a lot of... I guess it's, this is a thing that uh, the industry refer to folk as uh, development hell. It's gone through three... And they're getting the guy who's doing the King Arthur reboot, which looks kind of shitty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, making King Arthur, I think, like young, hot, and handsome. Um, <laughs> things that I never want to associate with somebody called King Arthur, yeah. and that movie that I will 
will, will avoid like the plague. Uh, he's now rewriting the Flash film. Yeah, it's pretty. The only weird. thing that seems to be the constant is Ezra Miller is still apparently playing the Flash. He must be like, fuck. <laughs> why did I say? Why did I say yes to this? It's 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 not great. even more baffling. You know this Shazam movie that's been in development for yeah. For this ages. is New Line, isn't it? This has got nothing to do with the. DCU. No, this is going to be part of the DC universe. The New Line are making it as well. It's not Warner Brothers. It's oh, really, really interesting. Yeah, this is why I'm confused. I don't think it's part of it. I didn't. I, I haven't read that aspect of it. I just assumed it was always because it, it's, no, it's, it's like a Fox Marvel situation. No way. You, you'll cut that now. While I tell everybody what this is. I, yeah. I, I don't think that's true. Um, so Shazam, the character who is uh, Billy Batson, uh, lovable schoolboy by day. And when he says the magic word Shazam, he turns into Captain Marvel, a, a, a very a Superman level uh, superhero who can fly. Fuck, and I'm trying to find it. Can I just save that? Remember that Sinbad thing that came up recently? How the whole internet thought that Sinbad was in a movie called I think, Shazam. I think this is this is, a, this, is a, this is your Mandela effect, um, because yeah, this is actually going to be part of the DC universe. It was always part of their like. Remember when they released the schedule of the movies they were sure. putting out? It was one of the last movies on that. Um, and the world was familiar with Shazam in like the fucking forties. Uh, of course, it was called Captain Marvel back then. Uh, but No, so you're right. It, it is going to be part of the DCAU, but it's being made by uh, New Line, not Warner Brothers, but just being distributed by Warner Brothers. That's crazy. So it's a weird contractual thing. So I guess it's kind of like the Sony um, so that's the only Spider-Man that, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason that they're uh, pushing through with Shazam, I guess. But they've always had Dwayne The Rock Johnson attached to it as a uh, character who is sometimes bad, sometimes good, mostly Black bad. Adam? Black Adam. And now they're splitting it into two movies. Black Adam movie. A Black Adam movie first, and then a Shazam movie. Makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. It's like doing a Joker film first, and then the Batman movie, without either character ever being introduced on screen. And also, it's The Rock, so you know that, like, you know, like, I I can see him hamming it up as a bad guy Mm. in a movie called Shazam, because you have a good guy against him the whole time. But in his own movie, it just means they're just going to play Black Adam as, like, a hero. Yeah, that's going to be... Well, we've just seen a film where Batman murders people, so it seems like these guys know what they're doing. So why don't you just sit back and relax, man? Uh, (laughs) Why don't you just let these pros handle it? So that's our little insight into, uh, you know, our our, our, our 2017 prediction. Yeah. Probably 2018 prediction, too. Um, 2019, potentially. Yeah, well, it's not all bad for superhero movies. Uh, One of my most anticipated films coming out is A Labour of Love by some of my favourite filmmakers. We mentioned one of their films earlier, the Lego movie. Uh, Chris, I always get them mixed up. Phil Lord and Chris Miller? Yep. Or is it Phil Lord and Chris and Phil Miller? They have a Chris Lord or Phil Miller? No, it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, it was kind of... Do you want to look it up while I, while I talk? It's played, yeah, it's played second no, fiddle. No, it's played second fiddle to the huge news about Spider-Man Homecoming. That was a big news from Sony and Marvel that... Uh, you know, we all know it. We know the story. That goddamn Peter Parker's part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Finally, um, look at the symbolism. It's called Homecoming. We get it. But also, what was interesting is Sony Animation announced that there would be an animated Spider-Man film coming out, which is going to be run by, not run by, uh, headed up by these guys. They'll be producing it, and that's fantastic. They've got an amazing track record with animation. They've done Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs one and two, Clone High, Clone High. That's what where they got their. Early yeah, days, wasn't it? Chops, mate. MTV, they got very underrated TV show. Um, and obviously the upcoming Han Solo film, which uh, you may have heard about on this podcast. Last Man on Earth. They're doing the animated Spider-Man film, which is going to be a separate continuity. And it was... I don't know how... we didn't. I didn't see this earlier. I didn't see it announced in the fanfare. I thought it should have. It's been confirmed that we'll be focusing around Miles Morales, which I think is amazing. Yeah. I'd love that. Like, that is so great. Like, thank you. I really like Miles Morales. I think great character. It would be great if... You know, imagine the possibility. Like, you can see Peter Parker's death, or it's a known thing that there isn't a Spider-Man, a Spider-Man that's... De- I would love if they reference the fact he's a new Spider-Man having to fill the void. Like, that's exciting. Or even if Peter Parker isn't it, but he's an old dude, like, kind of a Batman Beyond thing, and he's like, oh, I don't want to do this, or he's a jerk. Like, how yeah. cool would that be? Like, make it completely different, and he's kind of a dickhead, and young Miles does it, and he's trying to stop... I don't know. There's so many possibilities. I think it's just so exciting. And, it, you know, it, it's very important to make sure this is as different as possible from Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. and this is a great way to do that. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved the MCU who have done some different-ish things. Uh, they've had Tilda Swinton play an Asian man. Very progressive. <laughs> very progressive, but I, I thought it would have been super baller for them to hit the ground running with Miles Morales as their Spider-Man. Agree. I can see why that they want Peter... I mean... They just want to do the due justice to the, their legacy. They deserve you know? like Peter Parker is you know as we've said before. I say a lot, but he's the Mickey Mouse of Marvel. Like they need to do him right finally, 
And I can see why. And God, as we know, the game plan for these movies is 40 years long. I, we will see Miles Morales, as I say, in the MCU. Give yeah, 15 years. Like yeah. 15, 20 years. We'll see it. So, Angus, if Sp- Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is the Mickey Mouse of Marvel. Yes. Darth Vader, Mickey Mouse of Star Wars. No, R2-D2. R2-D2 is? Yeah, he's cute. I mean, I, you can even see him with mouse ears at Disneyland. Okay, all right. Like, well, he's the symbol of Star Wars Who's today. the Mickey Mouse of DC? <laughs> The current EU? No, just in general. It's got to be Superman, doesn't it? Oh, ba- okay, right. So you wouldn't put ba- Bats as too dark? Bats is too dark. What's that's the criteria like for being Mickey Mouse? Cute, lovable. Right. But Batman's is, kind of more Spider-Man cute and lovable. Cute? Spider-Man's hella cute. He's got the little mask with the big eyes. Okay. Like, he's very kawaii. Like, you can really... I think it's how cute a character is, is and you'll love this, is how successful their Sum Sum interpretation would be. <laughs> Spider-Man's is, like, hits adorable. it out of the park. Adorable. Like, adorable. Big, colorful. big, colourful. Yep. Right, um, I see. I might take back Superman though. Just a guy with black. It looks like Don Draper. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think that 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 Batman can be cuted up. You can put the ears, the big white eyes. Like I think similar Robin. colors to to to. No, Robin's not Mickey. I'll put the Flash above. Flash is a good. That's a that's a brilliant costume. Yeah, Flash is a brilliant costume. Good, but I'd good say logo. no one near is iconic. Probably Batman. Let's you say you Batman. can make Batman cute. We've. I mean, Adam West is cute. I've always said it. Val Kilmer's cute. <laughs> George Clooney, man, put that Nespresso down and show me your batarang and your bat, bat nips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what other massive franchises have, have a Mickey Mouse? Uh, Neo from The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-DV. Um, no, I would, gi- I would give the, the Mickey Mouse from The Matrix is uh, the blonde twins the, with the oh, dreadlocks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah they're the, no, they're the Huey, Dewey and Louie. <laughs> <laughs> Are they triplets? <laughs> no, but they're, they would just, just get another one of them. Um, Pre-DV accusation, uh, Johnny Depp in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Yep, <laughs> very Mickey Mouse. Harry Potter. Who's the Mickey Mouse of Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Sometimes it's very, very odd. Or maybe, yeah, maybe or maybe not. the rat. Or Dobby. Ron, Ron's rat. Dobby. Dobby's fucked, mate. You're not a Dobby fan. I mean, <laughs> Dobby's fucked. Imagine, imagine if like all Warner Brothers things had like yeah, Dobby's right. ears on them. Hedwig. Who's Hedwig? The owl. Oh yeah, kind okay. of a nice little, nice little guy thing. All right. They're all kind of ugly. Let us know. <laughs> let us think, know who you think the I'm Mickey Mouse or the Harry Potter. Fr- I'm cycling through my head. They're all pretty ugly. Like well, Harry Potter, you got the glasses. Motif. Harry Potter, you got the nice, the, the nice scar. <laughs> they call it the <laughs> scar he got while his parents were murdered. It's very nice. No, I think you're right. I think I think what we've just discovered is you can kawaii anything up. Angus, we've drunk two cores. Yeah, pints of beer. Um, what else have we got to talk about in the Hey Fam agenda for today? We've got uh, well. It's been a while, and we've had a few emails, out, namely about our goodwill and our own well-being regarding the Nintendo Switch Fallout. I mean, we got a we read one out last week. Um, people pre- are worried about us. People man. worried about and us, and we appreciate. Your, so your, your we concern. deserve. You deserve a Switch update from us. Uh, we can both say that we have pre-ordered our consoles. Yep. Um, and I pre-ordered Zelda, the limited I, edition bullshit. You one. got it, of course. I don't you, know I why the fuck I got it. I didn't it. get it. I just. It's one hundred and ten dollars more. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm already. Spending They're normally this is thirty dollars more. This is how more. dumb my brain is when it comes to money. I'm like, I'm already spending six hundred dollars. Sorry, four hundred and seventy dollars. Jesus, or whatever. what's another one hundred and ten? It's the last time they had a special edition, and it came with a fucking Wii remote. The the Skyward Sword on it was only like thirty dollars more. This is one hundred and ten dollars right. more. One hundred and ten dollars more. Yep. The it's seventy nine dollars. How much did you pay? One hundred and ten dollars for the limited edition. Didn't I? Yeah, 110 bucks. Really? On yeah, JB yeah. Hi-Fi, it was like 179 or 189. No, that's got to be. That's got to be. I saw. I was checking the website. New, the line, other day. New Line Cinema making it. Yeah, New Line. They're doing a reboot uh, separate to the Zelda. Oh, 110's fine then. Yeah. 110. Oh, double check that though. I'll, I'll go back and look at my receipts. For, yeah. For, so for, for everybody worried about me. Uh, there are no bundles announced yet. Everywhere, even the like, you know, you, the, your bigger chain your stores, big W's like, or your targets, target, they're, they're selling it for the same price. So, so I just said, "Fuck it." And, and I like J- of, of all the retailers, JB probably the least uh, problematic for me. Yeah, and look, it's closest to. to my work. I know it comes out on a Friday. I'll duck down to my lunch break, pick it up. Now we've both ordered different versions. You've gone for the neon. I've gone yep. for the grey. I got I got two kids. I know one of them is going to want to be blue, and one, one of them will be red. So. Well, they, they better not want any other colours because they're the two they're getting. I, I can't wait. That, I know we just talked about how annoying special editions can. Yeah. I can't wait for special edition Joy-Con. Oh, hello, clear. Yeah, <laughs> the clear Joy-Con, oh, which is going to be a good fun. throwback to the N64. Have you got like? 
like special edition things that came with video games that you've held on to for yeah, your life. Yeah, I've still got my yellow they, they brought this up on, controller. They brought this up on, on Filthy Casuals this week. Oh, our friend run is on that podcast. Our friend. Our, our, um, it's run by Adam Knox, Ben Vanell, and our friend. Our friend. Um, and uh, they, they, their general consensus was that all, pretty much all special editions are shit. Which I agree with somewhat, but there are some. Oh, you mean the versions of games or consoles? Like, as in, like when you get like free shit with it, with you with a limited edition. I like edition this guy with sword edition. one because a I finally got a Wiimote Plus. Like it was yep. a good way. It was That's gold. A, you get like a gold Wiimote. You got a gold Wiimote Plus. I needed a Wiimote Plus yep. to play it, or you had to get that stupid little add-on down yep. the bottom. Um, but also it came with that great orchestral score of like the Zelda suite. I love that shit. I love that came with it, didn't it? Yeah, I have a, a nice collection of Zelda of yeah, sorry, Nintendo. I thought that CDs was now. very cool, sassy, especially and, and the, spe- the special edition of, of Mario of the, the new one, Breath of the Wild, does too. Has that cool? I'll have to. That's why I got it. Oh, well, um, one of my favorite ones, and it's another Zelda, was the, um, when they did the Ocarina of Time re-release on 3DS. Ah. It came with an ocarina. Oh, yeah, I have that ocarina on my blue, work desk. Blue ocarina. Um, I got a, uh, at an event though. I didn't get the special edition. Um, uh, oh, good ooh la la, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, when when Epic, Epic Mickey came out on um, on Wii, oh, yeah. they did a special edition of that. But you know the nunchuck for yeah. Wii, yeah. you got like a the paint, paintbrush. paintbrush. That's yeah, yeah. right. That yeah, was yeah. sick. I sold, cool. I, sold, I sold Epic Mickey, but I kept the paintbrush. Very epic of you to for all the to nunchuck rip games off I play. That way. Epic ripoff. <laughs> uh, so there's there's some good ones that come to mind. Um, I, I have no regrets. I I, I like. I don't know. I I I, I want to really get swept away in the fanfare of New Zelda, and I think yeah. spending a bunch of money is. I've had a is friend just pre-ordered. It's his first Nintendo console, oh, um, and he it's, he it's his first Zelda, and he can't wait. He's playing Final Fantasy 15 in the moment and hates it. Really? He's hating it. Who's a friend? Kiko. Kiko. Yeah, he's just like I'm literally sitting here watching other people drive while I sit back and do nothing, and he's like Zelda sounds so appealing right now. <laughs> he went and pre-ordered it, and, and he's, he's never like, played a Zelda before. Uh, he's played. We used to switch consoles growing up. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Listener, uh, the listener who may not know of Kiko, amazing peripheral. Kiko character. wears a hat that says Kiko on it. Yeah, that's how you know it's him. So and, and, and his real name is Jono, but one time Angus wrote his name into into his phone and autocorrect changed it to Kiko, so and so now he gets called Kiko. That's how things happen. Hey, fam, Canon. Hey, fam, Ca- that is my Canon. Uh, yeah, so he is pre-ordering his first Nintendo console, which I think is kind of big after we're speaking about who's this console for. He's a guy who would classify as a hardcore gamer, probably plays but a you new have, game a month. You have an infectious enthusiasm, Angus. I haven't like rubbed I, it off on him, though. You haven't rubbed one out on him before? Not yet. <laughs> um, he did this on his own accord. Okay. He was just like, this is a console I'm into. Like, he likes the portability, uh, things like that. Speaking of... Interesting ad campaign Nintendo kicked off with today. Oh, I, haven't, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched it, but I saw, I saw it was a... It's a guy taking a shit playing Mario Kart on a Switch. I think that's amazing. <laughs> like, that's something you'd expect from 2000 era Sony. You know? the, the, which is the best era of which gaming. Which is the best era of gaming. But it's the best era of advertising. Like David sure. Lynch did a commercial. Right. Like it was trying to... Dif- why the early 2000s is so important for Sony is that was where they differentiated themselves as the non kitty console. Like right. they were like... Here's the adult stuff you'll get. You know, the, yeah, the sure. Prodigy soundtrack on Wipeout, <laughs> stuff like that. No, the Chemical Brothers, was it? No, it was Prodigy on Can't Wipeout. Really. It was one of the, something like that. But the, their marketing was very, it won a lot of awards too. It was kind of, you didn't ever show the console and never showed, mentioned gaming. It was just weird as hell, like super surreal ads. And then at the end, it would say, like, Sony PlayStation. But um, this ad well, kind well, of well, reminds like, me of that. Cause what it's was a bit the, the Bomb Funk MCs, Freestyle Film Clip with all the Sony it was like that. stuff in it? Have this, a PlayStation like at one that. point. This is like that. This is but, the bump uh, Yeah, it's a guy taking a dump playing Mario Kart 8 <laughs> on a Switch, and I'm like, that's all you needed from day one. This is all you needed. That's the only reason anyone's buying a Switch. Yeah, totally. Same reason why everyone got an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch shit while you take a dump. It's the same thing. Um, so the neon, what, what I like about the neon, and I think it's a obviously super psychological, from the top down decision Nintendo, what I love is that really shows the unit in its true form, that is... Two different controllers. I mean, the grey one does kind of look like a Game Gear or a yep. an iPad with controls or, or, or a Wii, Wii U, U gamepad. Yeah, yeah. But I really do love about the Neon is that it really invites itself for you to slide those things off and turn them on their little side and start playing a two-player game on the go. And I think that's... I, I really like that with the Neon. And you can tell, like, I'm almost bummed in a way that there is a choice because the bizarre, like, you know, things need to look perfect... In my like the unevenness kind of throws me off a bit of the colours, but yep. that's why I need to get the solid. But deep down, I actually really do appreciate what the two 
colored controllers does signify. Well, I think I, that's pretty exciting. I got the last one at this JB Hi-Fi. So that was going faster yeah, than it was the going faster than the gray. Yeah, all everyone I know has pre-ordered a neon. And you're currently you're currently wearing uh, a, oh, no, this a, is a t-shirt that you made yourself, which the is mo- neon moods. Well, but interesting you mentioned that because it's uh, if you jump onto the Australian Nintendo Facebook, they have stuck up a video about a week ago now, um, which features our friend. For, which our friend is in it. Um, it was uh, you may hear it on that podcast with um, Adam Knox, Ben Vanell, and our friend Filthy Casuals. They went and checked out the uh, Switch at an event, and there's a couple of shots of our friend in there wearing the same shirt. And you know, when I started this little company, I thought, uh, who are my dream collaborations? I'm like Kanye West, Nintendo, and oh, we'll leave it at that. And I've, it's, I've got to say, it's really nice that we've ticked one of those boxes. Um, not only, not even a year, a month into our existence. So yeah, that's fun. Thanks so much to your friend for wearing moods on, on the day. Um, uh, you, can, you can see memes made about him. Uh, your friend memes, our friend your memes. Friend memes. Uh, but, Real uh, friend hours. Mo- moods. The t-shirt you're wearing right now is is like a bright orange, bright orange red with, with, with a kind of a neon, almost toothpaste coloured blue. It's like that. That's mint. kind of the co- same colours as a Joy-Con. It is. I'm looking like a Joy-Con. Yeah, it's it's like that muted neon. Um, so we both pre-ordered. We're both in for the long haul. We're both picking up day We're one. We're ready for that disappointment. You're picking up fan. day one, are you? Yeah, of course. How are you going to play it first? Uh, portable or in the console? I don't know. Uh, to the TV. I, I reckon I reckon when Nintendo is such hand-holders <coughs> that when... I mean, I'll, tell I'll, you I'll, Obviously, I'll set it up in, to, to my television. Yeah. And I reckon they'll, they'll they'll give you directions of what to do. I reckon I'll start off on the TV and as the hours... Uh, and when, when you just need to take that night, shit... I'm going to... Yeah, when I, when I feel that little rumble in my tummy, I'll be... Uh, that Just HD rumble in your HD, tummy? Yeah, that, when I feel those three ice cubes shaking around in my intestines, <laughs> I will be heading straight to the toilet. Uh, other video game news, and this ties into our love of two things, video games and comics, announced today that Square Enix has a huge Marvel license now. Yeah, which is crazy because you knew that we knew that like you know Marvel kind of Disney used to publish mm. all their own games. They tried to for a few years, and, and then Disney Infinity collapsed. They, and yeah, Disney Interactive, I don't know what so the status they're, is they're of it. They're selling all those IPs, and it looks like Square. We had Marvel for a while. Was it a acclaim or like Activision? Some, or yeah, Activision, Activision probably did, did all, that. They used to do like Spider-Man games and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we because we, we know that, um, that that Sony have the exclusive for the Spider-Man game. Yes, and which looks amazing. Yeah, and so Square Enix are doing an Avengers game that they've released a really cool trailer of. Great trailer. But unfortunately, we're going to find out anything more about that game until 2018. We're not going to find anything out till 2018. That's what they say in the in the press release for. And it, it's so. a trailer where you watch it and you know it's pre-rendered cutscenes, but you kind of like. Is this for a console? Is this for a mobile app? Is yeah. this like, you know nothing? I, I would say it's for a console. I would say so, given the amount of bucks they'd spend. And the other big news about it was this particular title is promising years of gameplay. Now, I know the same thing was promised when Destiny was announced. Oh, and fucking DC, that DC MMO, DC Universe Online. I hope it isn't yeah. a Marvel MMO. MMOs suck. MMOs stink. There's a, remember the Matrix MMO? No. Yeah, there's a Matrix MMO. We Featuring should, the, the Mickey Mouse of the Matrix. Yeah, we should, we should have to play it or watch it or something. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> we'll do a commentary. Yeah, there's a Matrix a, MMO in like the uh, early noughties. I'm going to try and find about it now. I'm trying to remember who made it. Uh, Matrix MMO. Did you, did you ever play it's it? It's called the Matrix Online. Look at this. It just looks like... The worst thing in the world. It looks like New Donk like City. Like Bronies <laughs> convention. Yeah, it looks like New Donk City. Look at this. Wow. Just like, guys in khakis with uh, everyone has white dreadlocks or fedoras. Like it's insane. That sounds pretty Matrix to me. Look at oh my god! It's just it's literally an army of fedoras. Okay, we'll, we'll head to our Facebook page, Hey Fan Podcast. It's Angus's responsibility now to pepper it with uh, Matrix MMO Should screenshots all this next image? week. Yeah, please. I'll stick it up now. Oh no, we'll stick it up. Yeah, we'll stick it up now. Do it now. Tease them. Give them a little bit of a yeah. tease. This episode will be up before tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, is that everything we want to talk about today, Angus? No, I think that, I think I got it all out. We did it. You, <laughs> got, it all, you got it all out, just like you out. will when you get that switch on the toilet. Yeah, I can't wait to get it all out. It's uh, <laughs> so gross. Why are we talking so much about taking? It was Nintendo's fault. <laughs> Shiggy's a dirty boy, isn't it? Yep, he sure is. Well, you know, uh, no, I'll save that for another day. Do you want to do the wrap up? Yeah, well, uh, I, I trusted you with the intro. Can you do the outro? Only if you promise to interrupt me. Of course. Uh, you've been listening to Hey Fam. You can find us at facebook.com. I'm taking a shit. <laughs> Go with the switch. Take your mic in with you. Uh, you can find us at Hey Fam Podcast, uh, facebook.com slash Hey Fam Podcast. You can email us uh, with, you know, if you just want to say hi or give us some suggestions or. Some topics you want us to cover or tackle, uh, heyfampodcast at gmail.com. You can find Levens at LevDog on everything uh, except PSN where he's LevDoggy. That's right. Yeah. And you can find us on PSN. Yeah, we started a HeyFan community. I haven't really updated it. Uh, Download the community's phone on your community's community's app app. for your iPhone. 
for PS4. We'll, we'll start some chatter in there. Um, I'm still currently playing FF15. Haven't played it for about a month. So no, that's not, a lie. You've not really played a console game for a month? I haven't touched it. I've been too busy setting up house. I've had uh, my girlfriend move in and also buying a lot of things in terms of houseware and setting up stuff. And every day is kind of like ticking some boxes, completing the house. So I think that's almost going to be over. And I really want to finish it and The Last Garden before I get my Switch. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to finish... Uh, the Twilight Princess HD yes. port. Um, you want to get that little wolfy boy up. That little wolfy boy. If you, if you, uh, I mean, I'll put it on the Hey Fan page. But the um, the amiibo support for Breath of the Wild with the wolf link that came with the Twilight Princess thing is pretty much you unlock D Dog from Metal Gear Solid, a, a wolf companion that hangs and out and, and attacks people for D-Dog's you. D Dog's a place has left a hole in our heart, which we've been unable to plug up for a very long time. And the better you do. At Twilight Princess, the better your wolf is in uh, in Breath of the Wild. Pretty I mean, sweet. There'll only be 10 people in the world who'd probably have it. Yep. And <laughs> uh, two of them host this podcast. Yep. Uh, Angus, where can we find you online? Chimichangas. It's the same everywhere. It's stupid. Uh, it's beautiful. It's fine. I liked Mexican food a lot at the time. I At the time, I decided to make that my username. Big uh, Deadpool fan. Yeah, and we can find... Love Deadpool. Got in there just before Ryan Reynolds. He, he emails me every week asking to buy it from me. <laughs> I go, Ryan, let's talk. Let's talk after the Oscars. Um, also, you have another podcast, Serious Issues. Yeah, all about comic books. You should go uh, check that out. How was out. this week's? Uh, this week's was great. Uh, this upcoming week is uh, going to be the return of uh, fan favorite special guest Nick Mason from the Weekly Planet. Oh, wow. Are you recording that in Melbourne? Yeah, I'm going to be in Melbourne this week. Oh, weekend. what are you doing in Melbourne? I'm uh, doing a 90s party at, uh, at Unz Unz Nightclub. Yeah, wow. Only 90s kids? Only 90s kids will get this. Is that what it's called? Uh, it's called Rhythm of the Night. I'd call it if only 90s kids would get... But no, then we'll get lost in the meme scene. Yeah, people just show up expecting to watch Nickelodeon shows. Have you had a meme that's made it to me, uh, knowyourmeme.com? No. I, th- I realised the other day, uh, Bellissimo, son of a mother, is now just in Know Your Meme. Solidify. I, I've now... I'm sorry, this is a very strange conversation for a podcast. Uh, we talk about memes sometimes. We talk about memes, but I authored a meme, I'd say, a year ago, and it's now out there. No, two years ago. The That's Amore memes. It's now been completely uh, chronicled and archived in knowyourmeme.com. And yeah, you type it in, there's hundreds of pictures of it coming up, the same meme, because I saw it repurposed the other day. And I was like, how did that person get the... It was a Bellissimo, son of a... Mu- and they replaced like two words. It was my version of the ad, and it had been repurposed. And then I Googled it, and I just noticed it made it to know your meme. Amazing. Sorry, that was a... Is there a description of your meme on there? There isn't. Someone just added it as an important meme. Right. Maybe I'll add a description. Oh, that's like editing here in Wikipedia. Yeah, page. I was gonna. I might pay some. Is anyone out there actually listening down? Do you want to jump? Who's followed the Plucker Duck meme uh, saga? Want to author that for us? Also, also, if you just want to be the admin of Plucker Duck memes for a week, bring it back to the former glory. Yeah, I want to. I want to re- revolutionize Plucker Duck memes again. Uh, we, we mentioned it earlier in the show, but uh, Angus's other podcast, Greenlight Boys, with Scott Dooley, is back as uh, well. Yeah, it's been off for about a year. Uh, we're back now. I'm editing the episode. I accidentally. Recorded it incorrectly, so it's a lot of editing because there's a lot of benches moving. Uh, that that's that's for all your audio nerds out there. All 110 of you. All 110 of you audio nerds, love you. Uh, yeah, so that's us. That's hey fam done for the week. Enjoy your morning. Enjoy your morning. Hey fam, 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 Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to Hey Fam. If you're not completely sick of my voice, why don't you go and check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called The Mitchin and is all about the Sydney food and bar scene. And the other one is called Serious Issues and it's all about comic books. If you uh, get angry that Angus and I don't talk about comic books anymore, it's because all I do is talk about comic books at Serious Issues. So go there instead. Uh, you can find both of the podcasts on iTunes or download them directly at yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for listening and for your support. And I'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365 day returns.